Welcome back to another episode of Louisiana Ladies. My name is Melissa Torito. And I am Maggie Robinson. And this is a podcast with with no no agenda. We would love if you guys would subscribe to the podcast and that way you never miss a new episode. Additionally, when you subscribe, if you could rate and review, we would really appreciate that as well. We are also on social media, both Instagram and Facebook, so please give us a follow at Louisiana Ladies Podcast. And Maggie? You can reach us at our email address, louisianaladiespodcast at gmail.com. Louisiana ladies and this week we have our lovely guests not one but two guests with us uh, Michelle and Carrie Lynn say hey ladies hello good morning hey, good morning so they are I would say volunteers but uh, with the American Cancer Society and great timing with our theme of October which we're doing some breast cancer awareness overall cancer awareness mental health awareness all the awareness all the things <laughs> Um, and so we really appreciate them uh, coming in today. We will get into what the American Cancer Society does, uh, the mission, and probably hands down the best event in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, <laughs> which is the best dress ball that these ladies, along with the board and all the volunteers, have had to pivot four times to get this thing going. So before we do that, we will start with our new smorgasbord segment. <laughs> Really quick though, a couple of product recs. So, you know, it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and Maggie, I'm pretty sure you're the one who recommended this to me, right? The Endless Bra from Soma? Yeah. Have y'all heard of this bra? No, but no, tell me you. more about yeah. it. So, hey. it's just magical. <laughs> it's wireless. It's a magic bra? <laughs> Man. It's wireless, but it still has support. Yes. Like, so, you think wireless is right, right like not really doing any favors? Mm. My mom hates bras, like, has always hated bras, and she wears this one. And so, it's like, I mean, she, she just made 60 this year, and she's hated bras her entire <laughs> life. And this bra has changed her life. Love it. So, yeah. So have you tried it? I have it on today. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, I Girls are say, looking good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Maggie had told, so I got, I was influenced, and Maggie let me back up. I was actually influenced, and then I asked Maggie about this particular bra, but when I was influenced by this Instagram influencer, they were on sale for, like, $22. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I don't know. I know bras are important. I really hate spending money on yeah, bras. Yeah, that's a great price point. I mean, I think it's normally, like, 50 Yeah, and especially yeah. at Soma, because they're higher end. They're right. usually yeah. 50 to 70 So catch a sale and try the bra. Yes. Just to let y'all know they do go on sale. I, would, I highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Um... Then, moving on to another product recommendation that I have. So, last week, I talked about the Tula products that um, that I bought and I like. But I also really like this Jan Marini, uh, like, uh, Maggie, I'm at a loss for words. I don't know about this. It's called, it's a set. You know, so Spatial. it's got face wash, a serum, all, all these things that my cousin Paige sells. And so, we will link it to the podcast notes and she sometimes runs a special at Optimu, um, but it smells really good. I'm a big scent person, mm-hmm. and like this moisturizer literally feels like silk when you put it on your skin. Now, 
I would not say that it is, it is definitely not inexpensive, but I feel like we need to really care for our face. I'm really big into the skincare. Skincare. That's the word I was trying oh. to look for. <laughs> Words are hard. Words are hard. <laughs> Words are hard, especially when you record two of these back to back. So, um, anyway, so we will link all of that, but I've really been impressed with that. I think it's got a vitamin C serum and something else that has like hyaluronic acid, is what my sister told me good yesterday. Mm -hmm. And then here's my last rec. My sister texted me this morning after I went over there yesterday, and we were just talking about like life, busyness, boundaries. <laughs> All of the things that we, now my sister is hands down the queen of boundaries. She, wow! Oh, she has no problem telling people. Nope, I'm not going to do that, and Ooh. then just move on. Yeah, we can take a lesson. I could use a lesson. <laughs> it's a skill. Yeah. It's a skill. However, she sent me this book today that she told me that she listened to on audiobook called "The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry: How to Stay Emotionally Healthy and Spiritually Alive in the Chaos." Oh. Hmm. The yeah. title. Yeah, right there. I probably just learned something from right. Raymond. Yeah. <laughs> My kind of book. Great. Got everything I need to know. Done. Done. So thank you, Megan, for that. And Maggie, do you have anything on our random segment? Uh, I do not. Not this time. Okay. Um, I thought of something last night, and if I don't write it down, I forget. And sure enough, I have no idea what the other thing that I was going to say. Yeah, I'm sure I do, but just not at the top of my mind right now. Okay, because... We're going to move on to the word of the episode. Word of the episode. Word up. This is what we do, too. Yeah, we're kind of <laughs> cheesy. We're going to change it next season, though, so everybody, we're no longer going to do a word. We're going to do something else, so everybody just, like, sit tight. We've got, like, eight more episodes to go. Um, go ahead, Maggie. Speak. Scion? Yeah. An heir or descendant of a wealthy or influential family. Like definitely I thought it was hard. No. Something new every day. <laughs> nope. Hey. I know. I know. Try to use it in a sentence, you know? Um, we we picked some pretty good words. Uh, and then last update, it is going to be, it is the end of October. So uh, The Handmaid's Tale uh, was our book of the month. Whew. And then I previewed some lighter books too. So if y'all just go check on the lighter books instead of that one, it's a little, it's a little heavy, but my best friend in the whole world, wide world recommended it. So we just went with it. So anyway, that being said, you ready to get into this, Maggie? Yeah. Let's talk to our guests. Let's talk to our guests too. By looking at y'all's questionnaires, which they both did, and it was individual. And I was like, these I don't even know these ladies, and I already love them. <laughs> <laughs> Open book. Somebody's favorite color is blue. Uh, let me just go ahead and talk about Carrie Lynn and the fact that she has over 500 pairs of earrings. I do. And it's sad that I've counted them, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I think that kind of stresses me out there. Well, yeah. how do you have them organized? Um, right. Let's let's talk about that. That's what's important. First of all, that's the most important part of having an excessive amount of jewelry is that you have it organized because... You don't, I mean, I have no clue what I have. Like, you could come and rob me, and I would have no idea what I've lost. Mm -hmm. It's true. And a lot of my friends do. So, yes. you know. <laughs> <laughs> or frequently. Yes. yes. But, yeah, I have, like, these big tackle boxes. They're clear. And I put them in order by color. So, it's like all the yellows are here, the golds are next, and they go rake rainbow sequence order. So, that way, I kind of pick my earrings before I pick my outfits, usually, mm -hmm. because that's the importance of my earrings to me. Okay. Um, and then I'll, I'll pick my color, and then I'll go pick my outfit with it. And then I can always put them right back in the tackle box. I know where they go. And I know, like, if I have a pink dress and I'm going to wear blue earrings, I know exactly where where to go. That's it's easy. System. And my friends will message me, and they're like, hey, Carrie, so I'm wearing um, 
it's exactly plum. Do you have a, a good pair of earrings? Yes, 14. And I'm like, actually, I do. I have 76 of them. Come, you can take the whole section of the time. Here are your options. Have a good day. I love it. I love it. And I love how we, now as adults, we call those uh, tackle boxes and not caboodles anymore. Oh, you're so, right. It's fine. Yes. I've evolved. Yeah. That's. They brought but the, the caboodles, caboodles are on the back. way back. Yes. Okay. And they're really cute. The co- There's something to be said about a caboodle. Hey, like that's love a, it. That's a good invention. It is. So she's repurposed it for jewelry. I love that. Yeah. Um. I. I. I don't know that. That many earrings kind of. It's a me lot. Out. It's a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot. I went it's through awesome, it. Though. And. I was so overwhelmed, but then I was also so happy when they were in like rainbow order, mm-hmm. sitting in the corner of the closet. You, did you, you felt productive and accomplished? I did. It did take like seventeen hours. So, oh <laughs> my gosh! So, okay, uh, that's just me hyperventilating. I mean, sometimes I get overwhelmed. I get overwhelmed by the stupidest stuff. I feel like like what to wear. So like, okay, earrings. I, I did a Rent the Runway for my dress for yep. Best Dress Ball. I love Rent the Runway. I typically stick with the same designer. I know that it's going to fit, but then I'm like, how do I match this with the earrings? Like, it's not really silver, and it's not really gold. It's kind of pewter. You, you know, wear a you color. <laughs> I feel like it's just like an inherent gift. Yeah, like You just kind of have to know. You can like look at something and say, okay, that needs to go with this color. Mm-hmm. But... It's not really easy, so, especially when you have too many options. Well, that's, I probably still go with the same ones. I'd end up wearing the same ones. Um, so this morning, and I talked to Maggie about this this week, I'm heading, by the time this drops, I will be back from this conference. But like thinking about what to pack for this conference, I almost texted Maggie this morning. I was like, you're going to have to come to my house and like help me pack for this. Yeah. Put them in, put them in outfit orders that's and do like do. outfit head to toe. See, so I, so I just can that, tell you to do that. I don't do that. Much just time. that is exhausting. <laughs> like it's just I don't know. I'm not. I'm not good at it. This is why I stick to dresses and um, beige or camel or whatever neutral shoes. shoes. Well, we were, we were talking about this those inherent gifts that you have. Like you don't realize that it's a skill that you have, but other people don't possess it, and you're like, well, I mean, you just do this, and it's like, well. It's not that easy for everybody so else. Yeah. So Friday, I had my hair like pulled back. It looked horrible. Lainey wanted to take a picture of me and Maggie, so she takes a picture and it looks horrible. And I'm like, Maggie, fix this. I'm sorry. It's like I'm abusing her almost because she's my employee and I'm her boss, but she's good at doing hair. So she fixes it in like 30 seconds and it looks amazing, you know? So all I did was pull out some of the pieces out here, yeah. kind of kind of up. up here and that she's was got him. great hair though so yeah i know yeah, she has a lot of pressure yeah, yeah. Like it's practice. Yeah. i like this one so like <laughs> me speaking in front of two thousand people does not overwhelm me but i can barely pick my outfits <laughs> there's your gift right? D- that's different gift. gifts yeah. different <laughs> gifts that's one different i don't gifts. possess <laughs> don't put me in front of people see <laughs> all righty so let's get Match into <laughs> to the meat and potatoes of this so Let's first talk about American Cancer Society and why you guys are passionate about it and involved with that organization. And I don't know, just maybe like an overall summary. I mean, I think everybody's kind of familiar with it. I would like to talk about how it differs from cancer services. Okay. Because it's are different organizations. And just, you know, what, what if there's a personal story and y'all just, y'all take the floor. Yeah, Go ahead, Lee. So uh, American Cancer Society is a national organization. Okay. Um, the reason I got involved and a lot of people get involved as volunteers, um, anytime we kick off a year, we always ask, you know, what's your why? 
And it basically boils down to cancer affects every single person directly or indirectly in some way. Um, We all know someone who has survived, who is currently fighting or who we celebrate. Um, And it's just, it's, it's a easy thing to get behind when you, when you have a passion and love, and especially when you know the organization and foundation that you're helping fundraise for. Um, American Cancer Society, obviously they are um, a research organization. So their mission is founded on um, every type of research um, and every type of cancer. And so when, when you look at the overall picture for American Cancer Society and the funds that are raised, a large percent of those stay local in our community from the events that we are able to um, fundraise for here, which is not only the Baton Rouge Best Dress Ball, there's Relay for Life. There's also um, Lip Sync, the Lip Sync Battle. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody's been to that, mm-hmm. that's been super fun over the last few years. And then we do have um, a young professionals group that is starting to kind of engage our younger uh, generation and kind of get you more interested and learn kind of the, the backstory and the mission earlier than later, even though you may not have the funds to donate early, um, you have time. And as we get older and life gets in the way and you have kids and add jobs and careers, um, time becomes right. <laughs> more valuable. Yes. So um, American Cancer Society, there's really two really great facts that um, I kind of hold true and, and can tell people right off the bat is American Cancer Society is the second um largest fundraiser of cancer research behind the U.S. government. So um, dollars that are raised for research, they fund um, a lot of our vaccine protocols for like HPV, for um, screenings and testing for not only breast cancer, prostate cancer, thyroid cancer. Those were all driven from American Cancer Society funded research grants. Um, In Louisiana last year, we were able to fund two researchers within our state. One is at Tulane. Um, and it was almost a million dollars in research dollars right here in the state of Louisiana. So, um, you know, I want to help an organization and and I'll let Carrie speak for herself, but, um, for me, I want to support and volunteer for an organization that my mother who lives in Michigan, if she is diagnosed tomorrow, can reap the benefits of not only the research, the outcomes, the proto- the cancer protocols, the path, critical pathways for treatment, um, and that can be kind of residual throughout the U.S. and beyond, not only in the back of my community. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize how much money comes back here because that's the question I get asked a lot as a former honoree is like, I know you got involved pretty quickly. I didn't have heavily heavy involvement before on the volunteer side, um, but... People say, well, I heard a lot of the money just doesn't stay local. And that's one of the things that I really saw firsthand as an honoree was going to the Hope House in New Orleans. So it's funded by American Cancer Society. It is where patients go while they're receiving their treatment. Their family can come there. It has communal, you know, it's a, a, a almost like a, a hotel, like a fancy hotel with a lot of communal areas where they can get together, cook. There's a chapel in there. I mean, we got to go visit it and see exactly how it's impacting people here in Louisiana. We even got to talk to some of the patients and their families that were housed there. And for me, it was like, look, yeah, it is coming back to Baton Rouge. It is here in Louisiana. And I think that's some of the misinformation that was out there prior um, that a lot of people don't know about the funds that we're raising here in the state. Yeah, I think maybe people just associate a national organization, organization. with not really, they don't they don't really know yeah. and they make assumptions, you know, and that's just what we do. So mm-hmm. let me ask you about, 
the local uh, impact, and this is probably going to be a really ignorant question, but is there a local chapter here, or is that how that, does that really make sense? Yeah, yeah no, you kind of <laughs> nailed it. So um, they're not necessarily chapters. Uh, American Cancer Society is broken up into regions, and they okay. do have actual employees. So our community partner um, is Chloe Collins. She's here in town. We used to have an actual Baton Rouge office, but during COVID, they had to, you know, cut some overheads. And unfortunately, not only American Cancer Society, but a lot of fundraising organizations took a really big hit in 2020 just with mm-hmm. COVID and their and their fundraising efforts. So they had to get rid of some overhead. Um, they kept the office in New Orleans. So that is kind of our state office. Um, and but but we do have like different pockets. So our events that we raise here in Baton Rouge, our slates, our community slates are different. But they also have events in New Orleans, and they have events relays in Lake Charles and in Alexandria. So, um, although it goes to the cumulative state fundraising effort, um, all the individual entities it can either be gala, golf, or relay, um, and that's kind of how it's broken up. But it's not necessarily broken up by city; it's just kind of broken up by the different entities and how they kind of fall in the categories. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And so, in terms of the fundraising efforts, the I would um, again, this is an assumption. I would think that the best dress ball probably brings in a lot of money. Yes, yes, because I mean, it's a party. Yeah. It is a party. You want to take <laughs> that one? <laughs> yeah, and let's talk about that. So again, you know, I want to talk about the. Let's talk about the. You know, it's October 29th, You yes. know, so it's gonna be this Friday, and that's. I mean, I'm really excited about it. I haven't dressed up and gone anywhere. I mean, I had to make a hair appointment, a makeup appointment, and a nail appointment, okay? I was like, I clearly can't do this. So let's just talk about the ball. And then we'll kind of talk about how you ladies have had to pivot several times uh, with COVID and the pandemic, something that probably nobody clearly was ever prepared for. So what are you most excited about when it comes to the best dress ball? Oh, all the pageantry of it all. Besides the fundraising side of it, I mean, it is a fun event. It is my favorite event in the whole state, you know, and um, it, everyone gets dressed up. Everyone gets decked out, dressed to the nines. It's like kind of like our little Met Gala, mm-hmm. you know. We don't get to get dressed up very much. Not um, in a black tie. No. Mm-hmm. And not where you can wear like a 10-foot tall pink train and feel normal, you know, <laughs> feel comfortable. By the yeah. way, that Fit was Carrie's closer dress. 10-foot <laughs> train. Oh. Oh, yeah. That was Carrie's. Amazing. But it's like you you get to go and you feel like you're in New York City or you feel like you're in L.A. at a big, fancy event. And we don't get to do that often, so we have fun with it. You know? Yeah, and it's at the River Center, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, it is. Okay. And I think that that's probably, for me, kind of the neatest thing to see. You know, we move into the River Center, and it's a concrete floor, mm-hmm. and it's naked walls mm-hmm. and a lobby that, you know, we have a lot of things here in town. There's a lot of fundraisers and a lot of events that happen there. But we really transform the River Center and that space in literally almost 48 hours. Um, we transform, we can transform it into a different feel every year. So that's the thing for us. We, I agree with you. It is a party. We, I'm proud to say, I think it's the best, you know, event in the city, in the state. Um, over the last, I'll, I'll narrow it down five years we have exponentially grown um, in not only our fundraising efforts. Obviously, the more funds we raise, the better we can do the following year. But 
it, we want to make it feel a little different. Um, you know, we max out, we sell out every year we have for the past five years, which is awesome. And that's a true testament to like the community supporting us, but we always give it a little different feel. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we can, if it's changing the stage or bringing in a different entertainment or just having a different, uh, color palette, maybe one year versus another, just kind of keeping it fresh. You never want it to get stale and you never want people to feel like, oh, I just bought a new dress, but I'm going to the same thing year yeah. in, year out. So then we really, really do try as volunteers. And again, we are all volunteers. Um, everybody, our mothers, women, professionals, business owners, um, doctors, lawyer. I mean, it's all across the board and we donate hundreds of hours of time. So we really put a lot of heart and effort into like making it a good experience for everybody else. Yeah. So how, how many years has the best dress ball been around in Baton Rouge? It's been a long time, and I'm just like, I was just living under a rock. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This is the fifth, 54th anniversary. What? Of this, this ball here? Yes. Yes. I've been living under a rock. Um, <laughs> but it did start out as, um, was it, it was the Sertoma Club okay. um, at first. The Jumanville's actually started that a number of years ago. Um, and it was a very small, kind of like fashion show. Mm -hmm. It was a small dinner with a you know handful of couples. And that kind of grew as it grew and as kind of um, times changed and we got bigger as an organization, they had to designate it to a 501c3 and Sertoma, you know, um, that kind of rolled naturally and organically into American Cancer Society. So um, it, it was an easy transition. And when it became American Cancer Society, we had the support from them from an administra administrative perspective and a national so do other states or regions have this same type of ball, or is this unique? So they do. Um, they have, they they call them different things. Okay. So if the Chicago Discovery Ball is a black tie event, it's similar, but everybody's flair and flavor is a little mm -hmm. bit different. Um, we're the only one called the best dress ball, but they have other galas that have honorees, um, New Orleans, they, it used to be called Bells and Bows. Now they're transitioning it this year to a new name, but it has honorees also men and women. Um, everybody's process is a little bit different, but they have gay, big galas. And we're proud to say that in 2019, when we were able to raise, um, over a million dollars that year, it put us in the top 10 events in the country. Yeah, I feel like that's insane. Yeah, no, like we're in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Like yeah. we can we were up there with like Dallas, Chicago, Philadelphia, Houston. Like that is absurd. I'm gonna just say this. I feel like us us folks that live here in Baton Rouge, we don't give Baton Rouge enough credit. We that's don't true. Like there are certain things that and, and maybe that's because all we hear is bad shit. <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's hot and we have hurricanes and blah blah blah. Traffic. But I mean like there's yeah, traffic. There's things that happen and you're like, wow, we have a really great community yeah. with really great, awesome people. And I think sometimes we kind of take that for granted. You know, I mean I, I said this before eons ago on a podcast episode. We went to New York, my mom and I, years and years and years ago. And I love New York. I like the shopping. I like, you know, all the people. 
just kind of being around all the people. But there's it's a different culture. Like, they're in a rush. I'm going somewhere. They're always walking with a purpose. And that's what yeah. my sister told me. You better walk with a purpose in New York. <laughs> and my mom would try to talk to somebody at Starbucks. I'm like, Mom, that, mom, that person that's doesn't really well care. You, you know? But here, <laughs> here, we do really have a sense of community. I mean, very rarely do I, like, leave a grocery store and I haven't, like, talked to somebody about the product I'm about to buy or something. Yeah. So. Especially when you get everybody in a room and get them inspired, like, yeah. like what happens at the Best Dress Ball. And when you put a little competition in there. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. you throw out, um, you know, you call people's names out for how much they're donating on stage and you and you give people recognition. You know, we're a competitive town and, and that benefits, you know, our donation mm-hmm. efforts. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah, well, you know, and it, people, it it touches them, you know, pulls yeah. out the heartstrings. And let's just be honest, especially in Louisiana, maybe everywhere, you get give people a few drinks and they That's become it. like double double generosity <laughs> right there. You know? And then throw in the competition. Throw in the competition. But I mean, no regrets, I'm sure, from anybody that has donated money. Oh, and I mean, I've done that before at events and I've never felt, you know, I've never woken up like with, you know, regret. with regret yeah. about it. So, um, so Could have bought that next pair of earrings, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, just to highlight, too, so Tommy Lejeune is our managing partner at the firm, so he is one of the best dressed. And I told him, I kind of joked with him, which I know this what wasn't funny, but after it got postponed, after the event got postponed again in August, I was like, Tommy, you're going to be, you're literally going to be best dressed forever right? <laughs> at this particular point. <laughs> So, the 2020 honorees, y'all just kind of rolled forward. Just, y'all didn't pick new honorees for 2021. No. We we rolled them on. You know, they deserve to have their time. Yeah. Um, they did so much work raising that. What was it? Over 600000 in 2020. Oh, wow. Um, with the, Through our virtual event. So, you know, they really deserve to have that moment on stage, to have their family and friends come to celebrate them and all the hard work that they've done. And then they, you know, they're going to duplicate that this year in, in 2021. So, they're well worth having two years for those honorees. Yeah, I think that was really great, too, that, that you guys did that. So, okay, so let's kind of talk. I just want to get real about, okay, so, you know, the, the event clearly takes a lot of planning, right? And the original date, do y'all remember what the original date was in 2020? It's it August. August 12th. August 12th. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, because, you know, I think the honorees are chosen, are they chosen, like, at the beginning of the year? How, how? Yeah, okay. So I think Tommy knew that he was an honoree, you know, and asked me. Actually, um, I'm pretty sure his email to me said, you have to go to this. <laughs> there's yes, a, there's you have to be there. there. Yeah, there's a lot of people there, Melissa. <laughs> yes. And I was like, sure, don't have to twist my arm. Um, so, so at that time, you know, I think, so the pandemic hits and I know you guys I remember him saying he had gone to a few of the functions and stuff like that and got to meet the other honorees which I've never been an honoree but I did do um dancing for big buddy and um that was I feel like I just butchered the name of that fundraiser is it dancing for big buddy Mm -hmm. is that what it's called okay uh anyway so that was so one of the best things about that to me was not only were we raising money for a good cause, which I'm a terrible fundraiser, but for some reason people wanted to buy tables to come watch me dance. Like I was like, really? I don't know if I should be flattered or insulted. <laughs> <laughs> but they were like, yes, we will buy a table. Just don't ask. <laughs> and but one of the best things to me is also meeting your fellow honorees, you know. And I love that you guys made an effort. I mean, because you really it's a bonding thing, you know. You yes. kind of like I remember all the people that were dancing for Big Buddy, so. Yeah. 
anyway, so Tommy, the pandemic hit, and I think maybe early on you got had y'all pushed back the date or made that decision, or was it kind of like a wait and see? So we had to make that decision when everything kind of shut down in May. Yeah. Um, we decided that we were going to just kind of see how 30 days went, and we pulled it in, I believe it was June, end of June. It was pretty early. We okay. knew. Um we had about six to eight weeks to make a complete pivot. And again, like I said earlier, we're volunteers. So we're not tech people. We're not like, we don't have production companies. We, none of those things. So it literally went from a full, you know, the train of a full event, live event was moving forward and pull the rug from underneath you and you need to do a, a virtual event now, which I don't know about y'all, but I don't know. I didn't do the first thing about a virtual event. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I don't I'm surprised I'm not stuttering with a microphone in front of me. So <laughs> virtual literally threw us all into a tailspin, but we were able to do it. Um, it took a lot of front work, you know, filming, having all that pre-recorded. Yeah. Um, but the virtual event, I, I think it, it was awesome. I mean, we never in a million years thought we would do that much on a virtual event. Yeah, that's but a lot. That's a lot. That's it a goes lot. back to just what you said. It's the community. Mm-hmm. Like the community was there to support us. Our investors, um, our sponsors, they stuck with us. They were they weren't like, oh no, you know, just refund me. They were like, nope, just go ahead and use it towards this event. This will be still our donation for the year. It, it was just awesome. It was really eye opening to see that as much fun as an in person event is, and as wild as it gets, and as crazy and dancing and being in person and all the confetti. By the way, they pick up 28 bags of confetti <laughs> from the River Center the night after. Oh yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but to have everybody just kind of still stick it out with you, and it goes back to the honorees, like, this class is awesome. What a resilient group, huh? Yeah, they are. Yeah. And, but it, it was disappointing for them to kind of, like, it's a roller coaster, right? The high, then the low, then the high, and the low. Um, but October 29th, we're ready to roll. Yeah. So, <laughs> so y'all did virtual yeah. and probably rolled into 2021, planned, had another date for 2021. And we were confident. I so mean, we were like, heck yeah. Oh, no. We are doing this. Tommy came in my office like probably the week before. I mean, it was, I think it was about the week or so before that y'all decided to, to move the date or to push it back. And I could be getting it wrong. I'm just going secondhand from Tommy. But he was in my office, and he was like, I just got an email that they were having this event they're doing. And I was like, I don't blame them. That's probably me and a little crow on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to it. Well, truth Sorry. be told, though, I will say, at least from my perspective, and this is no, like, I'm not trying to make light of the COVID situation. I just was probably ignorantly under the impression that the vaccine's out. And then we had freedom. Like, you know, and so I would not have expected that. And I'm pretty sure. And I was like, also in denial, you know, at some point in the summer, I was like, really? Like, really? Like, Mm -hmm. this is still going on. So when Tommy told me that, I just thought, oh my God. I mean, I've never planned an event or been part of an event that big and that I'm a control freak type A. And think about all the vendors are already like paying for. And And you've got to. How do you book the River Center again? That's it. That they just happen to have a date. Well, that's where the date comes. Like, October 29th, it's Halloween weekend. Yeah. It's a off LSU. weekend, yeah. which we're night. like, that's going to be booked. That has probably been booked, that date, for a year. Um, but that is unfortunately, not unfortunately, it's going to be fun. But that's why we're on a Friday night yeah. instead of a Saturday. So, that date, um, 
had already had a concert booked there. So we literally were at the mercy of kind of what they had available. And of course we can't have this ball on a Wednesday because everybody would be toast the rest of the week. Right, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hey, I, I, just, I took off that Friday. Um, <laughs> yes. So Tommy's wife, I was like, let me know if you need me to help. Um, and actually I don't really personally mind it on a Friday because it gives me two full days to That's probably true. maybe recover. recover. And yes. you'll need it. Yeah. You'll need it. You'll yeah. need it. It's a late night. Exactly. Yeah. I go to bed at like nine. Okay. So. so fun fact, the day after the ball, whether it's a Saturday now or Sundays usually, I have bribed the waiter drivers to like actually enter my house and just bring the food to my bedroom <laughs> because I'm like, I'm not getting out of this bed. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner are being had right here in this bed. I told, I told the other partners that are coming, I was like, we should probably just like book an appointment at that IV place like, you oh, know, yes. the next day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just like do it. That way we have it on our calendar and we don't have to think about it. So, so easy. Um, that makes us, hey, I said this on a podcast, CPA sometimes work hard, play hard. Like, hey, fall can winkle. You have to. We know how to party. So, you have to. Okay, so really looking forward to that and, you know, um, the, just the American Cancer Society, you're right, though. When you said everyone has been touched by cancer or has had experience with that, so true. And it's, it's all the time, you know. Um, my grandfather passed away when I was six years old from leukemia and he was 59, you know, or 60. Sorry, mom, I was six. But, uh, he was young. And, like, nowadays, to me, like, that's young. And there's been a lot of advancements that have come out since then. And so I just think that that really is always near and dear to people's hearts, you know, whether it's breast cancer, leukemia, any other type of cancer that someone has been through. So uh, that being said, since y'all are both volunteers for this organization, I'm assuming that you do other things, too. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to start with Carrie. Did you call her Carrie Lynn or Carrie? Oh, it doesn't matter. Okay. Depends if you're mad at her or not. (laughs) (laughs) Mom calls you Carrie Lynn. You're in trouble. My close friends, like my friends from way back in the day, say Carrie Lynn, so I'll take whatever I can get. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I go by Missy, and then here I go by Melissa, and then some people are like, wait, you go by Missy, and then they try to call me Missy. Missy is cute. I like that. (laughs) Sassy. Yeah, the personality of Missy. You do. It's funny. funny. Good job, Mom. All right, so, uh, Carrie, you are an executive mm-hmm. in a male-dominated tech industry. I am. Let's talk about Can you tell them I look like it? <laughs> <laughs> well, for somebody that has 500 pairs of earrings, that's not necessarily what I would have expected, but love it. Okay, let's talk yeah. about that. No, I, so I work for AT&T. I'm sure you all know AT&T. Yes. Um, so, in 2017, AT&T won a federal contract for $180 billion to build out a wireless network for first responders called FirstNet. Oh. So I managed that for the state of Louisiana. Wow. Yep. Okay. So that sounds like a lot of, sounds a lot, like a lot. Maybe a a little stressful. (laughs) Stressful? Like do you have office hours or are you working all the time? You know, I'm going to laugh through that question because it is, it's quite stressful, but extremely rewarding. It's like volunteering for ACS. It's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to put on the best dress ball. It's a lot of work to run a wireless network that 100,000 first responders rely on every single day, day in and day out in the state. But when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, it's rewarding. It's exhausting. It's doing emergency response and things like that. But it's totally and completely worth it. And how long have you been doing that? So I've been in wireless for, oh my gosh, how old am I, Michelle? I don't even remember. <laughs> 
Um, for 12 years, and then I moved over to AT&T when they won the contract in 2017. Okay, so are you from Baton Rouge? I am. Okay. Well, my parents are in Central. Okay. So, but I went to Redemptress. Okay. Go Wolves. Wolf yeah. Pack. Okay. Is Redemptress <laughs> even, is it? No, school? they closed down. Yeah, bombs okay. It's a crying shame, I know. Yeah. It's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, just a few years ago. Okay, that's what I thought. I mean, I went to uh, Bishop Sullivan. Yeah. Graduated so in close, yeah. 2000. Um, okay, so do you want to shed any light on how you are, you know, in a male-dominated industry and some of the challenges? Oh, my gosh. I talk about this with my girlfriends all the time because I do have a lot of friends who are kind of in the same situation, you know. I walk in every room. It's basically all men. Mm-hmm. And they're all at least 30 years older than me. Um but I kind of enjoy it. Something about it makes me feel powerful. And I don't know what that is, but, you know, there's something about being the woman in the room and knowing that you are in the same role as them, the same position, and that you've worked your tail off to get there. And I don't, I don't really know what else to say about it other than, yeah, it makes me feel powerful. I put on my suit. I put on my heels. I walk into that room and I run the show. If I you enter the room in your coordinated earrings and my earrings. <laughs> and sometimes I may wear a pink blazer, and they all look at me cross-eyed. But it's fine. I just know? ordered a red blazer because I'm all about the red, you know. Yeah. So yeah, with a little pop of, a pop of color. Why not? Well, Add and some I, passion to it. And I love that because just because you're in a room full of men doesn't mean that you have to dress like a man. Well, be like them. And sometimes you kind of feel that way. Oh, I mean, absolutely. It sounds silly, but I walk in and I'm like, is this too much? And no, fine. Okay. No, I'm just going to sit I down and you do it. unapologetically yourself. Yeah, like, I love that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. But we're not sorry. We're yeah. not sorry. Nope. But nice. it's, yeah, it's very empowering and I enjoy the heck out of what I do. My customers are all men. My employees, I mean, my employees are mostly men. Mm-hmm. Um, my leadership is mostly men, but we do have some really outstanding women in leadership in our industry. And most of them are out of Dallas, out of Texas. So I get to visit with them when we go on work trips and it, it's, it's pretty cool. We um, get to have those conversations that I usually don't get to have on a daily basis, woman to woman. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I go you. Yes. I love that. Thanks. You are so cool. And then she's <laughs> also a former Miss Baton Rouge. Oh, Jesus. So <laughs> I take it you were in pageants? I really wasn't in pageants, but I did Miss Baton Rouge because I had a friend who was doing it, and then I won, and I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. Great. So what I do you do? Now I'm a pageant this, girl. Yeah, what do you um, do when you win Miss Baton Rouge? Do you have you to You basically to like just, yeah, just go to events, uh, kind of work as an ambassador for the city. Um, it was in 2005, so I was really young, but it was it was a fun time back then getting to network with some politicians and leaders in the community, big business people, and just kind of got to make a name for myself at a young age and kind of talk to people who I normally at that age wouldn't have gotten to speak to. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And just meet, meeting some people and stuff yeah. like that. I actually, I, I worked out at Orange Theory uh, for a long time, years, years ago. And uh, one of the trainers, I think her name was Casey, she was, it was, there's there's Miss Louisiana and I think there's MRS Louisiana yeah. like there's two different ones and I think she just also was like let me see if I can do this and so she did it and she won and then she had to go to like the national pageant she was like oh lord you're like wait I don't want to do what's that. going on I was kind of doing this for fun like it was fun you know but that, yeah. that does sound like a they lot made of fun. me go to the state level and I was completely out of my element and 
I felt like I was drowning. I was like, Mom, was this a really a good idea? But it was a great experience, and I got some experience like being on stage and having to speak on stage yeah. at a young age. Um, so it was cool. I don't regret it. I still have a crown. My kids wear it. <laughs> yeah, so so it looks like so both of y'all put, and we're going to get to Michelle's questionnaire. I'm kind of going off of that because y'all did such a good job on it. But um, both of you put the favorite vacation that you've been on is a trip to Cabo. <laughs> yes. So I'm assuming y'all were together. <laughs> yes, Is, this, we is were. this accurate? Okay. Yes. So let's talk about that vacation. I thought for sure you were going to put Italy or whatever you Spain? want. Oh, Spain? No. Spain, yeah. No, Cabo. No. Definitely, Definitely my favorite. <laughs> okay, so what made it so great? It was Michelle's 40th birthday. Oh. It was. And we went with a bunch of couples, all of our friends, and it was just wonderful. It was the perfect synergy. You know, you talk about it, right? We're all sitting around in our, like, girl groups over wine, and you're like, we should take a vacation mm-hmm. and do this and do that. And it never actually, like, actually happens because... Again, everybody's busy. You've got kids, sports, blah, 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 blah. Somebody has to spearhead the planning. Somebody somebody gets pregnant. So rude. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I was going to bring that up as well, but I'm sorry. Actually, I think she, Carrie, actually held off on getting pregnant with this baby to do Cabo last year. Yeah. Um, I do not blame you. Well worth it. But it was just, it was the perfect synergy of like 20 of, the closest friends, and we went for five days, five, six days, and it was good food, good company, good drinks, good activities. Everybody kind of did their, when they wanted to, like, relax and hang out and chill, they could do that, and then we had, like, did a boat day. It was just, it was awesome. And, of course, it was my 40th birthday, so that was super fun. Yes. But. And that was this year? That was last year. Okay. Yeah. Um, But. We cannot wait. Like, I cannot wait for somebody to turn 40. Like, I'm like, where are we going next? Because how can you recreate? They're looking at me. I'm turning 40 in like Hey, me and Michelle are really fun. (laughs) We are super fun. We are super fun. First of all, I'm impressed that y'all have, like, that many friends with a good synergy that you can go on vacation with. I have always, like, my husband and I, we don't like to plan. Like, we'll plan the vacation. But I don't want to be somewhere at 7 o'clock in the morning. Like, this is my life here. I don't want to do that, you know. And so we've got a couple of couple friends that we, you know, that we are um, have some good synergy with. But we're kind of like, we like to go on vacation with just each other. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome, though. I wish we, like, we haven't taken a vacation. My husband and I have not taken a vacation, just us. Because I'm like, we still want to. Like, do we want to talk to each other? I, I know. know. But... Honestly, here's the key. If you do a big group, and I think you could agree, we never had anything planned early. Yeah. Um, our act, like either it was a dinner reservation one night, and that's what we all did together, but everybody wound up like at the pool eventually, like hanging out. So it was some people, we have a couple of our friends who are like avid runners. And so every morning they were up at the crack of dawn, mm-hmm. like running their breakfast. I'm like, that is not going to be me. Yeah. I will be with Alka-Seltzer and yeah, I mean, like, Epsom I, salt bath yeah. from the night before. I'll see y'all at noon. Yeah, you know? I mean, I'm neurotic <laughs> about exercising, but not really on vacation. I give myself a little bit of a break. Everybody got their flavor. Yeah, so, it was I cool. love that. I yeah. love that. Yeah, so, um, so Carrie, look, we're going to, this kind of cracks me. Oh, we have young kids. How old are your kids? I do. Seven and five, and then okay. one on the way. One on the way. Yeah. When are you due? Uh, next month. Oh, okay. The end of next so you're going to be like Sober Sally at Best Dress I am. I am. Can you imagine? Wait, you'll be, I mean, if... I'll kind of be working, though, because yeah. I'll be in the back kind of wrangling all the honorees. 
So that baby's gonna be close. I feel like once they get that close, they're they're just hanging I mean, out. They're incubating. It's okay. A couple of our honorees are doctors, so if anything happens, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> sure. <laughs> the problem is my dress is white. So, well, you know, I love it. Oh my gosh! But gonna yeah, be it, it'll be it'll be fine. I'm gonna wear flats and all. Yeah, yeah, good for you. Good and she has two boys, and they are expecting a girl. Okay. To pass down the 500 earrings, too. Yeah. Right. So you need that. Else what else? Takes them? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that. yeah, so I have, I don't have any children, but I've got uh, five nephews. And so my oh. sister-in-law, they tried for that third for the girl, and it's a little boy. But let me tell you what, oh, he is a cutie patootie. When we go to the river house, and he always gets up earlier than us, and I'll, he's four, he's going to be five, I'll walk downstairs, and he's like, Morning, Aunt Miss Miss. And I'm like, you are just, you're such a little shit. But right now, you're so cute. So you know? so you're so precious. Cute. Oh, yeah. I I have said this on a podcast before. Like, I firmly believe that my, like, why I'm on earth is to be an aunt. Same. To be an aunt. I love it. Same. Don't want anything different. Thank you, so Megan and Amy, for reproducing. <laughs> <Yes>. Appreciate it. <laughs> so fun. Okay. And then lastly, before we move on to some of Michelle's fun stuff, um, your favorite food, Carrie, is pasta and candy, but not together. Yes, that's right. That's <laughs> what so yes. I was like. I love that. Answer. I'm just a sucker for like any kind of sweet tarts or anything like that. And then pasta, I really just like to twirl it. Yeah. I just like the motion of twirling it and eating it. It's just fabulous. I don't blame you. Yeah. I don't blame you. It's and like, with a glass of wine, then you can have one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or seven. Or seven. Yes. Uh, right. <laughs> I really, and again, since we have talked about alcohol, I really hope I'm not you know, sharing too much. But like, there's sometimes like me and Patrick. Oh, by the way, speaking of wine, total wine. Yes. I have speaking. heard. I have not been yet. We haven't been. Okay, guys. So okay. I can't physically <laughs> go there because it would be bad. Like, we would leave with four cases of wine. Wait, so where is it? It's off of Segan. Segan. That's all I know. Okay. I haven't been. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's like where, right where old, you get on the interstate. It's where the old okay. office depot used to be. Ooh. Right by Party City. So Patrick called me one day, my husband, and he was like, hey, I just stopped by. I needed some whiskey or whatever. And I was like, well, what is it like? And he's like, oh, my God, there's so much wine. And I was like, this sounds like heaven on earth, you know. But they have an app. And you can order wine from the app, and then you can just go and pick it up. And I'm going to say this, all right? Now, I I love supporting our local, like, Martin Wine Cellar and stuff like that. But, like, you cannot beat some of the prices at Total Wine. Like, and deliver also. Did you know that? Okay, so I tried to do that. And I might have been usury or okay. he works over there, so I made him go pick it up. That I probably don't need to know, <laughs> Because my point okay. of saying this, my point of saying this is, like, I'm like, we are stocked up on wine. And then, like, two or three weeks later, I'm like, where did it where? all go? How did it, where did it go? On There's trash day. <laughs> it's our recycle bin. Yes. It's just wine. Maybe a few things just we're fun. actually supposed to recycle. All oh, right. So, so true. I hope nobody's judging me, but I told y'all it was fun. Um, okay. So, Michelle, I'm going to, we're going to shift really quick, though, because I was, I had this question on my brain and then I, it left. But nominations for 2022 for Best Dress. How does somebody... Does somebody have to really be a best dressed person to be best dressed? Like, do they have to dress well, or will y'all be able to like? That's, you such, know, a that's question. It's such a great question. <laughs> I that is a component, okay. but it's not the end all be all. Okay. So nominations. So this year specifically, which is kind of going to be crazy for us because we usually have a little downtime having the event in August. But nominations literally will go out and start to be taken on November first. What is that Monday after the mall? Yeah, it's a Monday. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, on, it'll with be fresh the date, in everybody's mind. With the date change, it's like ball 
then we roll into the next year. Um, so nominations, we take nominations for about two to two weeks. It's about 15 days. Um, those nominations can be, come in from anywhere. We have a repository of all the best dressed honorees of the past. Um, that is one of the, the rules, I guess, uh, <laughs> the old adage rules. You can't be best dressed twice. Okay. So we have to take in all the nominations. We chrono we like put those in alphabetical order. We make sure that they haven't been a past best dress. And then that list goes out to our past best dress. That goes to a limited voting committee. It's past best dress, it's past sponsors and investors, it's community leaders, okay. it's people who um, own boutiques and kind of have some experience with a lot of these folks. Um, but that list that is created that goes to vote is last year was 120 women and 140 men. So it, we get nominated? a ton of nominations every year. Yes. Wow, so Tommy LeJourne should feel special. He is. But he, he is special. He's actually a best-dressed person. Though. He is yeah. a best-dressed person. I saw him at Superior the other day, and I was like, boy, you're looking good. <laughs> yeah. So let me just Snappy. tell you something, and I might have said this before on a podcast. Tommy's either best-dressed or he's worse-dressed, okay? <laughs> so during the, <laughs> pandemic, during the pandemic, I'm like, he's in gym shorts and, like, a workout shirt and a hat, and none of them matched, none right? Them I'm like... It. I'm so confused. <laughs> I love no in between. That's great. <laughs> I feel like every once in a while he should just wear that to the office so people can see that he does have like normal yeah, he's clothes. Normal. He's a real, he's a like, real man. He is, and I feel like whenever you went to his house, uh-huh. he was like in pajama pants. He was. He's gonna kill me. For and it was this. so refreshing. He was like, "I'm so sorry." I was like, "No, this is great. You're human, and so is your wife." Because every time I've ever seen her, she looks like perfection. Yeah. You know? So I and told Dawn they I'm were like, just lounging, and I, I told Dawn I said, "I will pay you money." To literally come to my house and pick my outfits. Oh, she's fabulous. Because she could do it in like 10 minutes. She's so cute. I probably have cute clothes in my closet, but instead, <laughs> I'm like looking on Amazon to see if I can get some cute clothes delivered <laughs> for this conference. Because that's the only place I feel like you can get yeah. anything. You're like, where would I shop? Oh, Amazon. Amazon. That's it. <laughs> because every other place completely overwhelms me. Right. I mean, I got overwhelmed looking at somebody's page on Amazon, you know, an influencer. I'm like, oh my God, there's like, like if I would, I probably would have. A little bit of an anxiety attack looking at all those earrings. Oh, I would just bring you in there and I would just do it for you. Okay, that's exactly what I need. So much I need that. So, okay, well, you actually need to send her a picture of your dress. And I'll and bring she you, just I'll bring you options and we'll just lay them out here and you can just take a couple. Oh, that, <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah. Yes. I will. We're friends now. It's called okay. VIP shopping. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, uh, yeah, that helps. <laughs> Really, I really want a personal shopper and somebody to do all of this for me. I want to see your get up from when you were. Honoree, okay, well, go to our Instagram page. Okay. That's what we need to put on our. That's what we need to put as picture. I'm see yes, Baton Rouge Best Dress Ball, and scroll down twenty five pictures, and you'll it's see just her. a lot of pink. It, it was your killer. Yeah. Hey. Oh my Why god, not? this little girl. Ooh. Wow. Bad news. Bad news. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, sorry, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Well, even the boys like to wear pink, let's be honest. That's like, they, yeah, and they look great in pink. They're little blonde oh, hair with curl, curls. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, all right. So, Michelle, so one of the things that most people don't know about you is that you are a huge crime junkie. Like, yes. Like TV shows, books. I, so, I drive a lot. Mm-hmm. And so, on the road, I, I literally will listen to four hours, five hours to Houston of crime junkie. Like, I just love. Anything, honestly, I, I kind of joke. If 
the police were ever to come and seize my computer or my cell phone, they'd be like, yep, we totally got her because She's it's cool. like kidnapping, uh, murder, <laughs> you know, like how to get rid of the body, the whole thing. Like, I, it's crime. Jo- I just love crime shows or like anything with like a mysterious twist. Okay. It's, it's the craziest thing. I just love it. But I don't like scary movies. I run as far from scary movies as well. Okay, so you like the, mis- I don't even know if mystery is the right way, but trying to like solve a puzzle. Solve a puzzle. Yep. Solve a puzzle. Yeah, so we had on here Chuck Kussmeyer, who's a local author and screenwriter. His wife works for us. That's and uh, he writes crime mystery novels, but like his were kind of scary. I told him once, and I was like, Chuck, I was kind of scared. And a lot of them were set in New Orleans. So he was a... Uh, his podcast is very interesting because he's like, yeah, you know, I was on the task force and he was at Waco, the whole debacle with Waco. Wow. He used to be a sniper. Oh, no big deal. Anyway, cool. real life crime stuff. So yeah. Anyway. Um, so then you have this weird fear of frogs. Yes. I don't know what it, my deal is. They jump, they can touch you. They're slimy. So it really started when I was on my honeymoon the frogs, where we were on our honeymoon, literally when they were sitting down, they were like this tall. Mm. And they would dot, like jump at your legs as you were walking by. And I'm like, I can't. Like, I cannot do frogs. I, I think they're adorable. Me. And I think they're cute. I want to look at them across the glass. Okay. But I, yes, it's the weirdest thing. Frogs is, I don't know why. It's because they it's, jump. It's because they be, jump. Right? Cause it's and like, they're. I don't have a lot of interactions with frogs to be able <laughs> to make a determination. I do a lot. Yeah. Like, you are out in the wilderness, basically. In the wilderness. <laughs> I see pictures of like Maggie's, like their yard. I'm like, it's not even a yard. It's a forest. It's basically a forest. In the compound. Okay. But you do like to save animals. I do. I am. I mean, like, this, I've got apparently the this kitten that you almost, biggest, you literally almost probably I've got, got the hit by biggest part for like animals. And I'm stopping traffic to move turtles out of the middle of the road. I, you know, they say when you're driving, what's the one rule we learn? Like, hey, if something jumps out in front of you, just keep going. Don't hit the ditch. I would be the girl to hit the ditch. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, right. I just well, this poor little thing is probably really glad. That kitten is making somebody very happy. Yes. <laughs> Michelle stopped 12 lanes of traffic once to save a kitten. Yes. But Lafayette. Everybody's getting ready to go. I see this little... It looked like a bag. I kind of... I might have done the same thing. Oh, like a kitten? A, it looked like, like a bag. And all, and all of a sudden, I didn't see it anymore. And I'm like, looking around. And I see this little kitten, like, jumped in, like, the wheel, on top of the wheel of this truck. And I pull my car in the middle of 12 lanes of traffic. I'm like, everyone stop. Stop. They're like, who Everybody is stop. this crazy one? And they're like, doing? the batty lady's out of her car. <laughs> <laughs> and I saved the little kitten. Sure did. So do you have pets? I do. Two dogs. Two dogs. Yeah. yeah. I've got two dogs too. Yeah. I bet everyone was rooting for you though, right? Once they nice. saw what you did, I'm yeah. sure. I mean, if you, and and, did, I mean honestly, not. it was a little dramatic because after I got the kitten, I held it up like Simba, you know, in the middle of the 12 lanes of traffic. <laughs> like, we saved it. <laughs> The image of this it's, is really I actually mean, so imagine cool. it. It's in Lafayette. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right by the airport. The yeah. twelve lanes of trap. Yes, and Simba and the whole thing. And so this, I'm gonna tell this quick little story. So I am also I, I, probably not to that degree, but I do also love um, animals and pets. And so I was uh, I live over there by Webb Park, and there's like a little bit of a walking path right in between the blocks. 
And so I was walking. I don't know if I told you this, Maggie. And I'm walking last week because my health coach tells me I have to walk at least once a week and take give my body a break. So I'm trying to just walk because clearly I'm high strung and really want to go run. So it's really <laughs> difficult for me. Okay. I've been doing it for like six weeks and I have not cheated. I haven't run once. But anyway, I'm walking on this path and you've got houses on either side, but like the, the lots there are kind of big. Uh, what I could gather and this other guy was stopped too. Um, somebody had dropped their dog off and tied him to a tree. Oh my gosh. See, I can't, I cannot deal with that. Friendliest. I mean, he's a big dog, but you could tell he was a puppy. So the guy was like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, Go back home, drop my dogs off, and come back here, you know, just in case somebody, for some reason, tied him up for a reason we don't know. So, I walk down the street, and I'm going to circle back, and I see a sign that somebody lost a dog, and it looks like this dog. And I'm like, oh, found the dog. I texted my husband. I'm like, do these dogs look the same? It wasn't the dog. These people had already found the dog. So, the guy did come back with our neighbor and take him to, I think, like, Companion Animal Alliance or something mm-hmm. like that. I'm like oh my God, you take this dog to a shelter. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. And I'm really not trying to be a judgy McJudgkins. Why would you drop off a dog? I mean, like in the middle of a pet, this dog did not belong. Like if if it would have been one of these owners, it would have been, the dog would have been in the backyard. Right. I don't understand that sometimes. Like, and and I'm I'm judgy with people like that. Don't get a pet. They're work. You have to, yes, you have to be responsible as a pet owner. That is just my. That's one of the people you should murder and use your tactics from all your crime murder murder stuff. (laughs) Boom. See? They deserve it. Okay, do you watch Dexter? Uh, Yeah, I used to watch that religiously back in the day. Okay, so we are really, we're only on season two. Like, we just got into it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Great show. I mean, so, so good. That is such a good show. And there's not, I'm not a big TV person. I'm more of a reader. So, like, for something to, to like, every night, Patrick's like, well, what do you want to watch? I'm like, Dexter. Like, let's just go, let's just binge watch this, yeah. you know? So. Well, Carrie and I both, um, we both have dogs, and you talk about doing things with other people. We both have worked with CAA um, and did the furball. Um, oh, yeah. And so, just what you said, like, this person dropped their dog off. There are plenty of organizations in town talking about pets that yeah. you can drop them safely off for adoption. And here I am going off on the uh, yeah. I'm not saying this is not, but I, this is my thing about dogs. That is pure unconditional love, and there they is are no so other, smart. There is no other unconditional love, and it's I get all emotional. We lost our German Shepherd two years ago. And granted, I'm just going to be blunt. This dog was a pain in our ass, okay? <laughs> like, she just did her own thing. She was like, screw y'all, you know? Could, could never train her. I'm sure that's the owner's fault. But, I mean, it, like, left such a void in our hearts whenever she passed away. And then my miniature schnauzer, when I called the vet to let them know about Lily, they were like, so your schnauzer, Pepper, she's going to grieve. And for three weeks, the dog barely ate. Oh, just, like, sweetie. moved around. I was like, oh, my gosh. So, anyway, so do you need a new dog? Uh, no, I wasn't. No, oh, okay. I have to. Okay, just one. I have to. <laughs> just one. I adopted another one. And he is the sweetest thing ever. And he looks at you with puppy dog eyes all day, every day. I think this is where, when people don't have children, we have these, like, weird connections with our <laughs> animals. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Sometimes I'll say something to the dogs, and Patrick's like, "Well, Pepper answer." She does. They answer. They, they do. Answer. They do. And 
Pepper, Maggie knows. She spent Pepper's twelve, and she's like, she's, I am queen B, bitches. Uh-huh. <laughs> I am not doing my own thing. So anyway, yes, I feel like people are gonna listen to this and be like, Melissa drinks a lot and she loves her talks. <laughs> Love that. Can't wait to listen to all the past podcasts. <laughs> it's gonna be a good thing or a bad thing. So anyway, thank y'all so much. It is so great to meet y'all and see. I feel like we probably met at some point. I'm really looking forward to the event and seeing y'all again. Don't worry, I know y'all will be doing your thing. So. If you need to boss someone around, I'll go scurry around. We'll give you a headset. Yeah. Oh, watch out. (laughs) I bet you're a good worker bee. I bet. Like, so I'm kind of feeling you for like a microphone on stage at some point. So, yeah, I can can be like that too. Patrick's like, oh, here she goes again. (laughs) Give her the mic. I am, I am extra, I am like almost off the charts extroversion, which is very unique being my profession. But yeah. Love being a center of attention. I think I'm hilarious and everybody wants to listen to what I Which have to say. Which is why you have a podcast. thousand percent. Genius. <laughs> a thousand percent. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Again, we'll link everything uh, on the podcast notes. Thank you, ladies, for being here. Really excited. Uh, I do want to just quickly add, can, can people, if they're interested in volunteering, is there a need for that? There's always a need for that. Is, can they check it out on the website? Yes. So if you want to visit our website, um, there's two ways to get involved. Um, you can get involved as a donor this year. Um, we're having raff- we have raffle tickets that are still for sale. You can buy those online. And we also have our Fund the Mission. Fund the Mission, those um, dollars go directly right back to ACS and its slates, our community slates, whether it be our transportation grants, um, our Hope Lodge grants, or whether it be um, the Rally for Research. And then the second way to get involved is time. We talked about that earlier. We um, we can use all the help we can get. If you can only commit to possibly a day or two during our setup time or the event night, we need volunteers this year. Um, so if you're available this Wednesday through Friday and want to come out, please reach out to one of us on um, our website or send us an email. And next year, if you want to join the committee, it is a commitment for you know eight to ten months. And um, we kick off those meetings in January, and there are tons of different things to do. Production, entertainment, uh, best dress, there's uh, fun the mission. So all different ways, different skill sets. We have a wide variety of age groups, everybody from like 23 all the way up to 50 who are on our committee. So we will take all the help we can get. Awesome. Awesome. I love all that. So thanks again. It was really great to uh, to see y'all. Looking forward to the event. And I think we're going to sign off, Maggie, unless you have anything else to add. I'm so glad. I dominated that podcast. Yeah, I killed <laughs> it. Well, it's it's like, we all have good things to say, so I'm just like, I'm just listening and, and enjoying it all. <laughs> I don't know how Maggie, and then we're about to leave and have to go out to go to Metairie for a client. She's with me all day. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. She seems pretty easy. To yeah. Oh, yeah. Very easy. Yeah. Right, but I'm exhausting. <laughs> We're all exhausted. We all are, right? Trust me. Sometimes I'm like, whoa, I just exhausted myself. (laughs) Oh, I just made myself tired. Yeah, that was a long day with me. (laughs) I need a break from myself. Going to do that? All right, everyone. Hope y'all have a good week, and uh, we'll see y'all next time. Thank Thank you. Thank you.